Hey girl, welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm a saucy 29-year-old who left the corporate world to go on to build a seven-figure online business. But most days, I still feel like I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm obsessed with the process of us getting to figure it out together. We've got epic guests, incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Hey girl, I'm so excited that you're here today because today we're talking about consistency, but more so we're talking about how to get ourselves excited to be consistent. So the things that we want to do to build the life that we love are just part of what we do, right? Because we know so often those tiny little things that are so easy to do are equally easy not to do, but to get us where we want to go, we've got to do those things, right? So let me give you a little background. If you've taken the Enneagram test or if you listened to the interview that I did with Sarah Jane Case about Enneagram, you'll know I'm a seven, which means I'm an enthusiast. (laughs) You can't tell, which means if it's not fun, I don't really want to do it. So with this particular episode, what I want to do is take the unsexy word of consistency, which doesn't really sound that exciting to me, and make it a little bit more exciting and talk about how we're going to get ourselves pumped so that we can move some damn mountains, girl. Okay? So whether or not you want to be consistent in your workouts or a habit that you're building in your relationships or work tasks for your corporate job or a business that you're building, first, we're going to set the stage with excitement. Okay? So Think of the last time that you were excited about something. That was me giving you a dramatic pause so you could think about it. (laughs) What did it feel like? How did you speak? What type of expression did you have on your face? What did it physically feel like in your body? Pretty damn good, right? I think we could probably both agree that if it feels good to do something, we're probably going to be more inclined to do it again, right? So, If we do it again and again and again, we're building up consistency by repeating that behavior. Then we're doing the damn thing and we're hitting our goals, right? Since I can't see you, I'm just going to assume that you're like, yeah, Cage, totally. Or you're viciously like nodding your head in Trader Joe's. And we're just going to continue with how we actually get ourselves excited. All right. So there's a ton of ways, but I want to talk about two ways really quickly before we go into the more tangible advice and mindset stuff that I have around consistency. But to get excited, number one, we ask better questions. And number two, we measure and celebrate many bite-sized goals. So first, the questions that we ask. Imagine if you're asking yourself, what do I suck at being a morning person? Why do I always eat crappy foods and not see the results that I want? Why can I never do the things that I need to do to build my business? Why do I never get work projects done until right at the last minute? Whatever that is, we're not going to like our answers if we're asking crappy questions. We know that our brains are like computers and they have to come up with an answer, but we're making them come up with an answer to crappy questions, right? That doesn't sound like that's going to work long-term. So instead, why not train our brains to think more positively, to get more excited by asking better questions of why we're doing what we're doing. So 
instead of asking the question, why am I so tired this morning? The morning that you wake up and you physically do feel tired. Instead, why not ask, what can I get pumped about today? What can I think about that's happening today that I can get excited about? That in turn will set us up for success by making the answer to the questions that we're asking, requiring a more excited response that will in turn make us want to take more action, right? So step one, ask better questions. Step two, measure and celebrate many bite-sized goals instead of just focusing on the end goal. Sometimes, I don't know about you, but I can get myself really overwhelmed if I think so big picture that sometimes I could just say, screw it, I'm so far away, I'm never gonna get there and then start to create all these crazy stories of why I don't think I'm qualified. And I don't even get to reap the benefits of starting and building up momentum, right? So think about it. You can't have a six-figure business if you don't even start the business, just like you can't have a six-pack abs if you don't do the first workout or decide to make that first healthier food choice, right? So if we decide to set tiny little goals, little bite-sized, fun-sized goals, that's going to give us an opportunity to get more tiny deposits into our confidence bucket and more time that we can celebrate along the way when we hit these mini goals, which in itself is going to create excitement and momentum to stay the course and be consistent, right? So if you're thinking about a goal of yours, whether that's fitness, business, relationships, in your career path, whatever it may be, I would ask yourself, do you have any mini steps? That's a question that I'm asking myself all the time, right? Or, and then along the way, are you taking the time to celebrate? Are you taking 30 seconds to celebrate every single workout? Or are you just waiting until the end of the week or end of the month or end of the program, right? Because you're missing tons of opportunities to celebrate and get more confidence. Are you celebrating, if you're building a business, are you celebrating every new person that joins your business Or are you just waiting until the end of the month when you've hit your goal to celebrate and just brushing past it and moving on to the next month? Because that's another opportunity that you might be missing to celebrate and in turn build confidence, right? Are you taking 30 seconds to celebrate all of the major projects that you're accomplishing at work or the things that you're crossing off your to-do list? Or are you waiting for someone else, like your boss, to tell you that you're doing a good job? Because girlfriend, in some situations, you could be waiting a really long time or never hear that you're doing a good job. When instead, you could let yourself celebrate and build confidence with all of those little wins along the way, right? So to recap, to set the stage of getting excited before we talk about the tangible, consistent pieces Number one, we got to ask better questions that are going to result in an excited response, right? And number two, we got to measure and celebrate many bite-sized goals instead of just getting so caught up in the end goal, okay? So now that we're asking better questions and we're excited about our little goals, we've got that excitement portion down. So let's use that to take advantage of how we're going to build consistency, So here are a couple of tips that have worked for me to build consistency in my business and in my workouts, which in turn has helped me have more energy and excitement towards life in general, which honestly, if we're connected on Instagram, go follow me, connect with me at Keisha Fitzgerald. I get this question all the time. How do you get so energized? How do you have so much excitement? Well, a couple of things that I just mentioned, but also because I'm so consistent at giving myself that excitement by these tips I'm going to share with you. Number one, be 
proactive, not reactive, proactive and have accountability. Essentially, make a plan, write it down and tell someone that matters to you why it's important to you that they help hold you accountable. This has worked so well for me in business and fitness and all the things. And I've talked about this in previous episodes, how I would sit down every single Sunday night, and I still do this to this day, with my boyfriend, Sina, and we would map out the entire week ahead. Obviously, for me, workouts come first because I want that good energy, and that morning routine is crucial for me. So we would map those out. Work commitments, map that out, right? Any projects I'm working on, any commitments for him and his job, then date night. We're so huge on date night. And of course, social plans. We would map that all out proactively. So we've got a game plan going into each week. And especially the older that we get, I feel like it's a little bit easier to make a game plan in terms of like social commitments. I don't normally just like have random friends just like popping by without making plans first. So it's helpful to have some sort of a game plan at least, even if it doesn't go exactly perfectly. But remember, what works best for you is the solution not what works best for me or an expert that you're listening to that talks to you about how to make a game plan. So look at your day. When do you naturally feel the most productive, right? For example, if you know that getting your workouts in first thing in the morning makes you feel so good and so energized for the day, then you've got to plug them into your schedule there. And we've got to focus on that morning routine. Go listen to the episode that I did about how to get yourself pumped by 9 a.m. to take some of those tangible pieces, but plug in what makes sense for you to naturally get you to the most productive state? What can you tweak in your schedule? Some things you can't control, but asking yourself, what are the controllables there, right? And then honestly, little things like what type of environment do you perform best in? For example, I like being on my laptop at a table rather than on my couch on my phone when I'm working on my business. Sometimes I'll still sit on my couch, right? But it just makes me feel more productive if I'm in an office type of environment, okay? So asking yourself those questions and making that real commitment to yourself to put yourself in the best state that you can. And for me, the more that I add to my plate, the more layers of accountability I need to create to make sure that I'm not dropping any balls that are important for me to keep moving forward. And when you're first thinking about that accountability piece, it could be something really simple, like telling your best friend or a sister or a significant other, all right, I'm gonna buy you coffee if I don't do this thing right? Get creative, but make sure that you're proactively blocking things off and building in that accountability. But I will say one thing on the workouts, just because I'm such a huge proponent of this. Workouts are meetings with yourself. Block them out on your calendar and don't cancel because it's not really just about you with your workouts. I want you to have me time. If you're a mom, oh my gosh, girlfriend, you deserve the world. You're raising humans, keeping them alive. Like You need that me time. I get it. I mean, I get it to the best of the ability that I can by not being a mom. But remember, your workouts are not just about you because if you're feeling your best, you're impacting everyone around you when you're feeling good too. So that's important that you block that out on your schedule and add that to the list of reasons why you want to show up for yourself, right? So step number one is we want to be proactive and have accountability. Number two, to build that consistency, we've got to know why we're doing it and why it matters. And I've talked about this on previous episodes, but here's another take on it, okay? If you can explain to others why you're doing something, it's gonna help you stay driven to your proactive schedule, right? But sometimes a wrench is just gonna get thrown into it 
which means you're going to have to change up your plan. But if you know why you're doing it, you're going to find yourself being more flexible to accommodate whatever you need to do to get it done. For example, in my coaching business, women often say they want to build a business because they want to be an example for their kids. That's great, right? But that's not enough. It sounds too light. I want you to take it further. Okay, you want to be an example for your kids to work out and be healthy. That's cool. But what about being an example to them of telling them that they can follow their dreams and being living, breathing proof of what that looks like? You want to be an example of a mom who has a child who could tell their friends, my mom helps change people's lives. Oh, that's going to keep you going, right? That's going to wake you up in the morning. That's going to keep you consistent. You know why you're doing it and you've got to a deep rooted why. The absolute best reasons why we do something are either extremely pleasurable like that, like having your daughter say to her friends that my mom helps change people's lives and being so proud of you. And when you tell her that she can do anything she wants to do in this crazy world, she's going to look back at you and say, mom, I know I can because I watched you. But also maybe it's very painful, right? If you don't do the thing that you need to do to build your business or show up for your workouts or show up for your career path or show up for school or whatever stage of life you're in, that you're going to fail, right? Like you're going to fail out of school if you don't take that test, or you're going to get fired from your job if you don't do that project, or your business is going to crumble and you're not going to be able to pay your mortgage, right? Sometimes it comes from pain. Sometimes it comes from pleasure. But if there's a pain or pleasure that's attached specifically to you of why you're doing something, you're going to be so much more likely to show up, right? So number one, just to recap as we're in this, be proactive and have accountability, But number two, to build that consistency, you got to know why you're doing it and why it matters, but a little bit deeper rooted. And I know that I've talked about this before, but this is the secret sauce, girlfriend. This is such a huge driver for why I show up so consistently. And the third piece that I don't feel like people talk about often, but how I stay so consistent, I'm constantly asking myself, what can I do to make this more fun? Right? So you know yourself and by listening to podcasts and personal development, you're probably getting even better and better at getting more self-aware and knowing yourself better. But you could probably say right now if you're community oriented, right? If you are community oriented and you like to do things with other people, get more people involved in helping you hit your goal, right? Telling your girlfriends, your sister, your mom, your coworkers, your significant other, whatever, whoever it may be, get more people involved. For workouts, like I run virtual boot camps because I love the community aspect. If you're building a business, ask other people to jump on a video call and build their business with you. Ask for what you need. Or if you're a solo entrepreneur building a blog or you have some other type of business, meet up in person and work on that business together. If you enjoy community, that's going to make it more fun. Are you prize motivated? Give yourself a deadline and then give yourself a freaking prize, girl, if you accomplish your goal. That's going to make it more fun. For me, I'm so, um, I'm so into the environment. So often I'm like, ooh, I know what's going to make this more fun going through my email. I'm going to put a face mask on and I'm going to watch like some ridiculous romantic comedy or princess movie if I'm doing like mundane things. But I'm constantly asking myself, what is going to make this more fun? So I want to show up because then again, I'm putting that deposit in my confidence bucket and that confidence is growing and growing and growing and I want to stay consistent, right? 
Dale Carnegie has this quote that says, people rarely succeed unless they're having fun in what they're doing. And I believe that to my absolute core. So don't think that step three is trivial. What makes it fun is going to make you show up, girl. That's going to build that consistency. Consistency is like a muscle that you would build in the gym. You're not going to expect that if you don't lift those weights that you're going to build that bicep. Well, if you don't get those deposits in your confidence bucket of times that you've shown up and have been consistent, you should expect yourself to not identify yourself as a consistent person. This takes time, but hell yeah, you can do it. I totally believe in you. So to recap, number one, you're going to want to be proactive and have accountability. That's going to look different for everyone, but tell someone what you're doing and why it matters to you. Number two, to build that consistency, you got to know why you're doing it and why it matters. Take it a little bit deeper. Constantly work on taking it deeper and deeper and deeper so that it's so heartfelt that it could honestly put you to tears. And number three, ask yourself the question that people don't talk about, but boy, do I think this is crucial. How can I make this more fun? Tony Robbins says that 80% of success in life is a mindset or psychology, and only 20% is in the mechanics, which is why I want to give tangible advice. I want you to have action steps that you can go implement to build a life that you are freaking obsessed with, girl. But also, we got to talk about the mindset because if you don't know why you're doing something, you're not going to show up anyway. To accomplish anything great, you're going to have to start before you're ready. You're going to have to give yourself grace as you keep moving forward. And remember, consistency over time is the secret sauce. You can do this. I'm here to help you in any way. If this message resonated with you, please shout it out on Instagram. Tag me so I can personally say thank you. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening, for being part of this community. Until next time, I will talk to you soon, girl. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, I would so appreciate it if you share with your girlfriends or better yet, post it on Instagram stories and tag me. Then I can personally say thank you for helping me get this message out there. And if you didn't vibe with it, just keep that to yourself. I'm kind of new here. Still trying to figure it all out. Talk to you soon, girl.